Oh yeah, there's the music. And that music means it's time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Abram Pilch. Abram, are you there? Yes! Excellent. I am. What's up, Abram? Ah, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great, man. I'm monster-powered right now. It feels good. Fantastic. It's good to have a a sponsor on the segment that uh, exists. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty... Pretty reputable one. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it's a good place to be. Avram, you also are pretty reputable yourself. Let them know who you are and where you're from. Where are you so from? I, so I am the online editorial director for <laughs> Tom's Guide and Laptop Mag. You can find us at tomsguide.com or laptopmag.com or follow me on Twitter at Geek in Chief to read all of our latest mobile and not so mobile news right and we're going to talk about a little bit of both here you uh took a private g4 jet chauffeured <laughs> all the way out to san fran and chauffeured uh, uh, well, yes I, he didn't he fly, fly it himself he's not he's not a list he's b list we talked about this he's working his right. way up he's a b plus working his way on a list a listers fly themselves um i don't know why so that's travolta yeah and, okay. the, and the rock okay <laughs> cruise um you went out to san fran you went all the way to the west coast home of avocados and the governor and i don't know why i went british i don't know I, I think you were going for governator yeah governator and you went to intel's uh secret lab <laughs> not not so secret no uh every every september they hold the intel developer forum uh, just like Microsoft holds the Build Conference in the spring, and Google holds Google I/O, and Apple holds uh, the Worldwide Developer Conference, uh, so a lot of the major companies hold their own developer conferences, and supposedly these are for uh, developers to learn about the latest technologies from Intel. Uh, in this case, uh, but they always announce some great stuff. It's always a really good press event. Uh, this year, a little bit lighter on the keynotes than prior years. Only the first day did they have a real keynote, uh, but we got to see some great. I got to see some great things, and uh, what's really neat is that there's just a huge. They have a lot of demo booths uh, with a lot of Intel stuff and non-Intel stuff from partners. Uh, that's just really interesting and groundbreaking. So it's it's a really good show to go to from a news perspective. Uh, and the big thing that flew a little bit under the radar, but not exactly under the radar at this year's show, was the Intel's Edison chip. So their Edison chip is a really tiny, it's about the size of, oh, an SD card, let's say, a little, maybe a little bigger, uh, chip, system on a chip. It's 22 nanometers, dual core. It has, um, it has Wi-Fi in it. It has a variety of sensors and it can be put onto a larger board for more sensors and what it is for is not your computer but for internet of things things internet of things (laughs) devices Uh, and so there were a lot of neat things that we're using Edison uh, which by the way is only globally only was just announced but they apparently had some people working on it or working with it early Uh, and the coolest thing that I saw uh, the coolest things that I saw were uh, smart clothing. So the first thing I saw was from Intel Labs China, and Intel Labs China had uh, something where it's an undershirt, 
the undershirt wearer is a person that you want to track. Let's say it's your elderly grandma or something like that. And you put this on her. It's an EKG sensor. And then it transmits her vitals into the cloud where you, uh, the uh, caregiver, let's say, get the, get this information transmitted to you. Now, it, we've seen things before that promise this at, at uh, Computex. There was a company called AIQ showing off a similar solution. Uh, but what's interesting about this one is that it actually uh, not only does it use clothing to gather the information, it uses clothing to transmit the to convey the information. So uh, you have a choice. You can wear either a necklace or a tie, and your necklace or tie will light up to show you how grandma is feeling. How not only how she's feeling physically, but it will use an algorithm to determine her emotional state. So you might see, uh, you know, wow, my necklace is blinking uh, blinking blue, grandma's asleep. Oh, my necklace is blinking green, she's in a good mood. Uh-oh, it's red, better call. So, uh, you know, of course, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's in need of care. It could be kind of a cute thing, I don't know. You're, you could have your, your partner, your spouse uh, on one of these things. You look at your tie, you see like a blue light. Uh-oh, she's in a bad mood. I better I better come home late. It's the new version of mood rings is what you're saying. <laughs> sort of, but... But remote club, mood rings. Right. But remote mood ring, and the mood ring is worn by the... Per, but not by the wearer, not by the moody person, but by the person who wants to know about the other person's mood, if that all makes sense. Uh, I like calling also, them a moody person. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the tablet. Uh, there's also a tablet app that shows you all this data in detail, rather than just lighting up some uh, Christmas lights on your tie or, or necklace. But uh, that's kind of interesting. Now, speaking of the mood ring part, uh, there was another thing. I wish I could show you guys the picture uh, right now. It is on in, on my article on Tom'sGuide.com called "Smart Dress Necklace Light Up to Show Your Emotions." So, uh, audience, go check it out. Because there you can see the pictures and videos. There was a dress on display from a Dutch designer named Anouk Weprecht. Uh, and she was working with Intel and with Edison. And she made this dress, which looks like it's straight out of Alien and H.R. Geiger. It's kind of like a little freaky looking. And it has a whole bunch of blue LED lights on it. And it also has a sensor, like an EKG or an ECG. They said I could use either one, I think. Uh, and it also measures the wearer's mood, but instead of transmitting it out to the cloud, it changes the light pattern on the dress uh, to reflect the mood. And it also has a little camera in the bodice uh, so that it can, like, if the, the dress wearer is feeling, I don't know, stressed out or not stressed out or something, depending on how you program it, it can take a picture of what was stressing her out. Now, the most interesting feature about this this dress is it has kind of a self-defense mechanism. If she feels panicked that someone is getting too close, the LED lights are 120 watts or something, and they will light up really brightly to tell a person to get away, to go away, like you're invading my personal space. Huh. Interesting. To me, that kind of reminds me of those car alarms that they used to have where it would say, like, you step too close to the car, You are get too away. close to the vehicle. Viper. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And this is this is with a dress, so uh, so kind of a, a neat a neat use of technology to be like a, I don't know a virtual pepper spray, uh, you could almost say. 
Uh, another, of course, on the more practical end, they, someone was also showing a hard hat, and inside the hard hat helmet was a uh, set of sensors that if the construction worker is wearing it falls or is breathing toxic gas or whatever, their manager back at the office gets alerted, uh, and you can see where all your hard hat workers are. So, uh, you know, there's practical and then there's goofy uh, uses for for some of these things, but pretty neat. Of course, Edison doesn't have to just be used in clothes. I also saw a robot with Edison in it, which was kind of neat. Uh, and I saw a like a rocket that some that some kids are firing, and then like it comes out of the rocket, the sensor falls down, and then it like keeps track of the weather uh, or weather data, or whatever as it's falling. Sure. Uh, so kind of neat use of internet of things stuff but of course that's for the maker community and you gotta which is fantastic uh but and and for for anybody who's been following intel's uh participation in the internet of things arena edison is the replacement for quirk yep which was the platform that powered the uh the first and second generation galileo boards which are similar to an arduino but not (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it keeps it keeps advancing uh and really shows you where things can go uh so even if you're not someone who would actually be like have the expertise to buy an edison and use it i wish i did i would aspire to that but uh you can you're, you're gonna see this type of technology coming really soon uh in things that you use uh, what i think you're also gonna see that's pretty cool uh, I'm not one who's typically sold on wireless charging. I think it's been kind of a ridiculous fad. Uh, but there's a new standard called Resonance, which Intel is backing, which we saw a lot of demos of, which could change my mind and hope maybe change yours. Uh, today's wireless charging is is a bad joke because you have to – there are a couple of competing standards. Qi is a very common one. You can only have one charging pad for each – charge device the devices usually have to go into some type of a sleeve by the time you set this whole thing up it's like why didn't i just plug this into the wall it's not worth it but uh resonance is going to use magnetic resonance as its name implies it's going to be able to go through at least two inches of material so you could have it literally built into the bottom of a desk you don't see it but there's a hot spot of electricity basically on the top of the desk it can support as many devices as can fit on it and, and you know use the maximum amount of power it delivers. And it's going to, within, say, a year or so, be able to deliver enough power to actually power a laptop, which no wireless charging solution has ever been able to do. They're only been able to do, like, one phone at a time. So um, it's uh, it's pretty promising. I saw some great demos of that, which are, also, which are uh, on Laptop Mag. Uh, where I saw it actually powering a laptop through a pretty thick uh, table. Um, that's that's pretty neat. Of course, uh, what of course wire, wires aren't dead, and the one wire to rule them all is USB-C. Uh, the USB-C connector we probably talked about this before is a reversible connector. For finally, after 20 years of USB, you're going to be able to plug something in, and it doesn't matter. You're not going to like every time for 20 years of my using it USB, I plug it in the wrong way and I have to turn around. This one, you're not going to have to turn around because either side is correct. Um, in addition to either side being correct, 
they're going to USB-C will do away with the micro and mini and maxi sizes. There's only going to be one size of USB-C and it's and in conjunction with the connector, uh, although these are different developments, uh, there's going you're going to see USB 3.1, uh, which is going to give you 10 gigabit speeds faster than the fastest SSD, and uh, you're going to also start to finally see my favorite, most anticipated technology, USB power delivery, which uh, promises to deliver 100 watts of power over a USB cable. Uh, more than enough to power a laptop uh, over USB, meaning perhaps if the manufacturers get their act together, uh, the end of proprietary charging cables for notebooks uh, and you just use USB instead. So uh, really cool stuff. Uh, of course, Intel being Intel, they also showed off uh, their, they also showed off a video of Skylake, not a video, they showed a small demo of Skylake, the next uh, processor architecture uh, that they're doing, which is going to be due in the second half of 2015. Uh, so that will probably be, you know, today we're on the fourth generation core. Uh, starting in the spring, we're going to be getting uh, Broadwell, which is a code name for the fifth generation core i3, 5, and 7. And then Haswell is what comes, uh, not Haswell, then Skylake is what comes after Broadwell. Now, if all of this happens according to the schedule that Intel released, it's going to be a little weird because we still don't have Broadwell, and we're going to be getting that in the spring. And then if this comes out in the second half of 2015 and also comes out for desktops and notebooks, it's going to wipe out – it's going to Osborne, the technical term for make, uh, make quickly make obsolete uh, Broadwell within a few months. But I don't, I don't believe that – it's really going to be out with, with, uh, within six months of, of Broadwell, so that probably won't be a problem, but theoretically it could be. Very cool stuff. I, I am excited for one about USB-C yeah. um, and, and just the Internet of Things, so long as it doesn't become I everything. Uh, it should be fun. It should be a really cool thing to just interact with everyday objects in a new and exciting way. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of that stuff. Obviously, you have all of this documented, well-documented on your website. Go ahead and give them your contacts and let people check that out. So if you want to read about the Internet of Things stuff uh, or the, uh, the Internet of Things stuff, uh, check out my article about, or USB. Check out my articles about those on tomsguide.com. If you want to read about wireless charging or about Skylake, the new platform, uh, check it out on laptopmag.com. And if you want to follow me where I tweet about all of these things and more, uh, follow me at, at Geek in Chief. Very good. Abram, always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week.